Section 3 of Our Street. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Our Street by William Makepeace Thackeray. The Bungalow. Captain and Mrs. Bragg. Long, long ago, when our street was the country, a stagecoach between us and London passing four times a day, I do not care to own that it was a sight of Flora Camisole's face under the card of her mamma's lodgings to let, which first caused me to become a tenant of our street. A fine, good-humoured lass she was then, and I gave her lessons, part out of the rent, in French and flower-painting. She has made a fine, rich marriage since, although her eyes have often seemed to me to say, Ah, oh, Mr. T., why didn't you, when there was yet time, and we both of us were free, propose, you know what? Pshaw! Where was the money, my dear madam? Captain Bragg, then occupied in building Bungalow Lodge, Bragg, I say, living on the first floor and entertaining sea captains, merchants, and East Indian friends with his grand ship's plate, being disappointed in a project of marrying a director's daughter, who was also a second cousin once removed of a peer, sent in a fury for Mrs. Camisole, his landlady, and proposed to marry Flora offhand, and settle four hundred a year upon her. Flora was ordered from the back parlor, the ground floor occupies the second floor bedroom, and was on the spot made acquainted with the splendid offer which the first floor had made her. She has been Mrs. Captain Bragg these twelve years. You see her portrait and that of the brute, her husband, on the opposite side of the page. Bragg to this day wears anchor buttons, and has a dress coat with a gold strap for epaulettes, in case he should have a fancy to sport them. His house is covered with portraits, busts, and miniatures of himself. His wife is made to wear one of the latter. On a sideboard are pieces of plate, presented by the passengers of the Ram Chunder to Captain Bragg. The Ram Chunder East India Man in a gale off Table Bay. The outward-bound fleet under convoy of Her Majesty's frigate Loblolly Boy. Captain Gutch beating off the French squadron under Commodore Lelou, the Ram Chunder, southeast by east, is represented engaged with a Merliton corvette. The Ram Chunder is standing into the Hooli with Captain Bragg, his telescope and speaking trumpet on the poop. Captain Bragg presenting the officers of the Ram Chunder to General Bonaparte at St. Helena, Titmarsh. This fine piece was painted by me when I was in favor with Bragg. In a word, Bragg and the Ram Chunder were all over the house. Although I have eaten scores of dinners at Captain Bragg's charge, yet his hospitality is so insolent that none of us who frequent his mahogany feel any obligation to our Braggart entertainer. After he has given one of his great heavy dinners, he always takes an opportunity to tell you in the most public way how many bottles of wine were drunk. His pleasure is to make his guests tipsy and to tell everybody how and when the period of inebriation arose. 
and Miss Clapperclaw tells me that he often comes over laughing and giggling to her and pretending that he has brought me into this condition, a calumny which I fling contemptuously in his face. He scarcely gives any but men's parties and invites the whole club home to dinner. What's the compliment of being asked when the whole club is asked too? I should like to know. Men's parties are only good for boys. I hate a dinner where there are no women. Bragg sits at the head of his table and bullies the solitary Mrs. Bragg. He entertains us with stories of storms which he, Bragg, encountered, of dinners which he, Bragg, has received from the Governor-General of India, of jokes which he, Bragg, has heard. And however stale or odious they may be, poor Mrs. B is always expected to laugh. Woe be to her if she doesn't, or if she laughs at anybody else's jokes. I have seen Bragg go up to her and squeeze her arm with a savage grind of his teeth and say, with an oath, Hang it, madam, how dare you laugh when any man but your husband speaks to you? I forbid you to grin in that way. I forbid you to look sulky. I forbid you to look happy or to look up or to keep your eyes down to the ground. I desire you will not be traipsing through the rooms. I order you not to sit as still as a stone. He curses her if the wine is corked, or if the dinner is spoiled, or if she comes a minute too soon to the club for him, or arrives a minute too late. He forbids her to walk except upon his arm. And the consequence of his ill-treatment is that Mrs. Camisole and Mrs. Bragg respect him beyond measure, and think him the first of human beings. I never knew a woman who was constantly bullied by her husband, who did not like him the better for it. Miss Clapperclaw says. And though this speech has some of Clapp's usual sardonic humor in it, I can't but think there is some truth in the remark. End of section three.